Amen. God bless. God bless, Pastor C. Amen. Giving honor to our senior leaders, Apostle Willie Talbert and Apostle Mamie Talbert, and to all of our associate pastors and ministers, uh, to you, the great people of God, I say good morning to you. And I welcome you, as Pastor C did, to our Sunday morning worship experience. Amen. And so uh, just before I get started, just want to give you an opportunity to uh, partner with Yes Lord Ministries using the various ways to give that you see on the screen. Uh, the Yes Lord Ministries mobile app, which you can download from the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. The Cash app, which is dollar sign Yes Lord M. Our website, www.ylmconnect.org, or right there on Facebook, we have a donate button that you can click. You can even text to give uh, 1-844-948-3895. You can use the Giveify app and search for Yes Lord Ministries in Kenilworth, New Jersey. And lastly, you can write checks or money orders and mail them to Yes Lord Ministries at P.O. Box 425, Union, New Jersey, 07083. And so just realize, as Apostle Fred Price used to say, uh, you are helping to make it happen. Amen. And so let's get into the word of God. Uh, today, we're going to talk about uh, take your stand, take your stand. And so when we think about uh, the Christian life and we think about the fact that our week to week life is not always easy, it's not always without obstacle or without uh, without conflict. Um, but we need to know that when it comes to spiritual warfare in the life of the believer, uh, that we do need to learn how to take our stand, to take our stand. And so uh, scripture that we're going to use as a basis for that uh, is going to come from Ephesians 6, Ephesians 6, uh, verses 10 to 13, Ephesians 6, verses 10 to 13. And Lord God, we just thank you that as we get into this word, Lord God, that you would just help us, Lord God, to just receive it into our hearts, Lord God, and not only just receive it into our hearts, but cultivate that seed of your word, which is planted in our hearts so that it can yield a hundredfold increase in our lives, that we can see the fruit of it, that we can see, Lord God, everything that you want us to have in Christ Jesus. Lord God, we just thank you right now that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so we thank you that our faith is growing today. Lord God, that we're growing from faith to faith and glory to glory. And so God, we just thank you right now that as we progress in you, that you're giving us the spirit of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, might, counsel, the fear of the Lord, the anointing of God, and a keen discernment and a tongue to learn that we should know how to speak a word in season to those that are weary. So God, we just thank you. We praise you right now that we are living witnesses of your goodness, of your grace, of your glory. And so we just praise you right now for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And so Ephesians 6, verses 10 to 13, reads like this. Finally, be strengthened by the Lord and by his vast strength. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the tactics of the devil. For our battle, for our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the world powers of this darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavens. This is why you must take up the full armor of God so that you may be able to resist in the evil day and have him prepared everything to take your stand. Amen. 
to take your stand. And so once again, the topic it's talking about take your stand. And so when you think about uh, you think about this this scripture, and you think about the things that uh, you know the fact that we do encounter spiritual warfare. Uh, Bob Sorge in his book Glory when heaven invades earth says this the nature of the enemy's warfare in your life is to cause you to become discouraged and to cast away your confidence not that you would necessarily discard your salvation but you could give up your hope of God's deliverance the enemy wants to numb you into a coping kind of Christianity that has given up hope of seeing God's resurrection power okay and so as, as he stated, the enemy is not trying to get you, uh, is, is the, the enemy is not trying to get you just to discard your salvation. But remember, I've always taught that salvation is not just that initial experience of being born again, but you experience salvation on a daily basis because salvation, the word soteria, deliverance from temporal evils. And so when, when it, it comes to uh, your conflicts in life, and you, it comes to uh, the experiences that we have because when life is 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 hitting us hard, right? The the uh, affairs of life hitting us hard, um, it can become easy. It can become easy for us to get discouraged. It can become easy for us to even forget the word that we heard on Sunday or Wednesday or whenever your church meets. It can become very easy for us to forget that. It, be, it can become very easy for us to forget that wonderful devotional or scripture that we read right before we started our day. But we cannot allow the enemy to cause us to cast away our confidence. We have to remain, we have to remain expectant that we will see the, the full delivering power of God, that we will see God's resurrection power the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, we will see that power in our life affect change, turn situations completely in our favor, that, that will completely dis, dis, destroy the enemy's uh, uh, camp because the enemy thinks that he's set up camp in certain people's homes, in certain people's neighborhoods, in cities, in regions, in, in, in nations. He thinks that he set up camp there and that's his territory. He He's an invading force. The enemy is an invading force because the scripture tells us that the earth is the Lord's, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness, everything in it, everything in it belongs to the Lord. And so if the enemy is trying to uh, invade and set up camp in your life, in your city, in your presence, then he is an invading force that needs to be expelled. He's an invading force that needs to be expelled. And see, a lot of Christians have forgotten the fact that spiritual warfare is a real thing. Spiritual warfare is a real thing, very real thing. I remember reading uh, in Derek Prince's book about prayer, and, and, and in his book, he talked about fasting and prayer, and he talked about the uh, the Israeli war, the Six Days War, and, and he talked about how uh, the Lord just uh, admonished him at that time to just begin to fast and pray for Israel. And, and even during that time, I believe the Israeli camp even engaged in fasting and prayer, as was the, as is their custom, because uh, it's something that hasn't gone out of style. Uh, but they engaged in fasting and prayer, and said that they, 
that all of a sudden there was a, there was a supernatural manifestation where they said that the enemy, the enemy that was opposing them, uh, thought they heard tanks coming from another direction where the Israelis were in this direction. And, and see what that was, as that was the angels in the heavens. That was that was a in the heavens. That was a, the angels causing a encampment around them and positioning themselves against the enemy. But in the natural, the enemy just heard, they heard a rumbling like tanks. And, and it caused the enemy to all of a sudden just abandon their plans to try to attack the Israeli and go back where they came from. And so we need to understand that spiritual warfare is a very real thing that we cannot negate. We cannot ignore the reality of it. If you ignore the reality of spiritual warfare, then you've already lost. You've already lost. Because when life starts to hit you really hard, and it's sometimes some, some attacks that come against us, that is of no fault of our own. No fault of our own. But because we belong to God and because God is taking us somewhere, because God is trying to fulfill his promises in our life, the enemy doesn't want that to happen. And so he opposes he opposes God's force. He opposes God's plans. Even in, in Daniel, the book of Daniel, when Daniel is, is, is fasting and praying and seeking God for, the, for his people, for, for the children of God. And, and what happens is God, the angel comes and tells Daniel that your answer was released. It was released towards your direction, right? It was released towards your direction at the same time that you started praying however the prince of persia the princes of persia and grisha were opposing were opposing it those demonic principalities and powers were opposing your prayers and so you need to understand that when you pray god hears you he hears you and he responds it's just spiritual warfare there's some spiritual warfare in the heavens where the demonic forces are trying to hold up the answer to your prayer. They're trying to hold up the answer to your prayer in hopes that in that delay process, in that delay process, you'll give up your confidence. You'll stop believing that God is going to answer me. You'll stop believing because your faith is attracting the answer to your life. Even in spite of all the opposition, your faith is still attracted. And the more you believe, that, that is given the angels that are assigned to minister to you, as, he, as Hebrew says, that the angels are ministering spirits sent forth, sent forth to minister unto those that are the heirs of salvation, and you are an heir of salvation. That is why I tell you that salvation is not just a one-time occurrence but it's something that we experience on a daily basis. And see, you need to gear your faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You need to gear your faith to experience the salvation of the Lord in your life in whatever way you need that salvation to be manifest. Where is healing, where is where is provision, where is protection, whatever way you need for the salvation of the Lord to be manifest in your life, then you have to believe. You have to believe that God's word concerning that promise for your life is true. 
and that God will not abandon you. God will not God will not let allow his word to go unfulfilled. But the moment he speaks his word, he gives his word the power to fulfill itself. And that angel is connected because the angels hearken unto the voice of his word. You need to learn how to release and how to work in partnership with heaven and the angels that are assigned to you because you have angels that are assigned to minister specifically to you and to your family. And every day that you live, every day that you are about to go out about your day, you need to speak and say, angels of God that are assigned to my family, I speak to you that we are the heirs of salvation and I call you forth onto your assignment for our day today. For our day today, even with with the with the prayer, the model prayer, where Jesus tells them, he, he tells them that one verse where it says, "Give us this day our daily bread," and so that means that daily, these things have to be a consistent daily practice in our lives. It, it is not enough for us to just say, "Well, I prayed five years ago, and I don't need to pray anymore." No, you need to engage in prayer on a daily basis because the enemy is not a one-time enemy the enemy is an ongoing enemy and the the apostles calls it in the, in the epistles says the enemy of your soul he, so he wants you to be destroyed but god does not want that and god's plan for your life is greater is greater than any strategy any plan that the enemy would try to launch against you and that's why your favorite verse is Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against me in judgment is already condemned. That's the end. The enemy is that one whose tongue rises in judgment against you. It's not your neighbor. It's not your neighbor. See, a lot of times we 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 think that the, the spiritual warfare is our neighbor. It's, it's that person. It's the flesh and blood. I, I remember... Uh, reading a, a, a quote where it says that there was a, a person who uh, they saw a clock and the clock wasn't, the hands were just not telling the correct time. And, but then below that clock, there was a placard and that placard said, don't blame the hands. The problem is inside. The problem's inside. And so while you think that your battle is against flesh and blood, Paul says what? Our battle is not against flesh and blood. Our battle is not against flesh and blood. And we've been trying to do physical warfare, getting ourselves in trouble when our battle is not against flesh and blood. But we need to go to the source of that trouble and in war against that trouble in the heavens. See, the devil is hoping that you think that your problem is, is, is John, is, is Shakita, is who is that person that is, is, is sitting right next to you or that you go to work with or that you go to school with or that person that you sleep next to at night. They thinking that you think that's the problem. No, the problem is a spiritual problem. It just manifests, it has ripple effects that manifest in the natural. And see, when we begin to understand 
that the source of the problem is not physical, it's spiritual, and that spiritual addressing the problem in a spiritual manner will then deal with the problem in a natural. That's why Jesus said what? Whatever you bind on earth, and you're not binding it like in the natural, you tying somebody up with ropes. No, you're binding it up. You're on earth. You're on earth. So whatever you bind on earth, you're on earth. Whatever you forbid to operate in the earth while you're on earth, you're praying from the earth to heaven. And so as you bind it on earth, it is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Heaven will agree with you when you understand who you are and what you have the ability to do. And so we need to take our stand. We need to stop allowing the enemy to push us and, and, and to, 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 to make us feel it, our feelings. The enemy operates in, in a lot of people's life through their feelings. He knows that the feelings of a person are the easiest to manipulate. That is why a lot of times the attacks don't come with people physically slapping you or touching you, but they will say things to you. And those words, because words are spirit. Words can either be spirit and life, as Jesus said, or they can be spirit and death. Life and death are in a power to tongue, Proverbs 18. Life and death are in a power to tongue. So words can either be spirit in life or spirit in death. And so that is why people will say things to you. And when they say things to you, what do you feel in yourself? What, do, what does your soul feel? Your soul feels almost like something is stripping away. Because those words hurt. And they can cause irreparable damage to your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions. And then if it causes inside damage, then it will ultimately begin to manifest on the outside. That unforgiveness, that bitterness will result in physical illnesses and ailments. Why do you think it talks about in the scriptures where it says a, a merry heart doth good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones A merry heart doth good. So joy in the heart will be like medicine to you. Because scientifically, it releases certain chemicals from our brain that then give our immune responses fortification. But when we don't have those joy chemicals, and I'm not going to, I don't know the, the medical term for a lot of them, uh, but when we don't, when we don't have those joy chemicals, right, being released from our brain, what well, it says what, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. Why do you think when you don't feel, when you're depressed, it's easier for you to catch cold? It's easier for you to feel physical aches and pains than if you were happy. And so we, again, we need to understand who our true enemy is and where they're fighting. What is the battleground? 
what is what is where where is where, where do I need to begin to launch my assault? Because even with the whole armor of God, right? Even with the whole armor of God, we uh, we need to understand that our uh, our our clothing in them, just putting them on, you know, we don't have them physically hanging up in our closet like you do your suit or your dress, but in the spirit, we put them thing, we put them on, we put them on. And as we put on the whole armor of God, then we begin to, we begin to have the ability to then stand against because it's just like when Jesus was going through his temptation in the wilderness, right? The devil's tempted him in the wilderness, but what did he do? Did he, did he like just try to punch in the air? No. He said, it is written, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, it is written. And, and a lot of the other parts have to do with you clothing yourself in identity. When you think about even, uh, you think about the breastplate, you think about uh, the helmet of salvation, you think about uh, the shield of faith, you think about all these, you think about all the components of the armor, right? You you think about your feet being shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. The preparation of the gospel of peace. You you think about you think about the breast and and these are all components that have to do with you knowing your identity as a child of God. And so, the one thing that we need to do in in preparing to take our stand is we need to hear the word. We need to give ourselves to the word. We need to understand that we'll either stand by faith or fall by our unbelief. It, it, it's, we, we, need to, we need to realize that and we need to become more students of the word of God. We need to, we need to begin to study as 2 Timothy 3.15 talks about, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We need to study the word of God daily. We need to we need to hear it preached. So even in the, in the meantime, and I'm not telling you you can't watch Netflix or nothing, but start to give yourself more over to the word to where you're you hear it. So you're you're listening to it, you're watching it on YouTube, you're you're watching it even through our mobile app. You know, and I'm not telling you just our stuff only because there's a lot of great men and women of God that are proclaiming the word of God. Uh, but, you know, just just begin to saturate yourself in the word of God. Then then hear yourself confessing it. Hear yourself confessing it. Reading silently is not enough. But some but there are times where you need to hear yourself confessing by his stripes. I am healed. You need to hear yourself confessing it. You need to you need to hear even when you're going through stuff, right? Like right before Paul tells the Philippians, "My God shall supply all my need." He says, "I've learned in whatever situation, whatever state I'm in, I've learned to be content." And so you learn how to not have a disturbed spirit just because you're going through stuff. But you can have you can hold on to hope and faith and love, and you can you can actually go through the valley. Not camp in it. 
okay? And, and then uh, you need to learn how to have uh, actions that correspond. You need to have actions that correspond with faith. Your faith must be mixed with the word and released through corresponding actions. And so what does James 2.17 says? So to faith, if it does not have works to back it up, it is by itself dead, inoperative, and ineffective. So it does you no good to confess a word that you have no intent on acting out. It, it does you no good to believe that God wants you to uh, be prosperous and, and God wants you to have more resource. You know, it, it does you no good to do that if you're not learning how to be a steward, a good steward of that. Because when God gives you those resources, you need to learn how to steward those resources in order to in order to maintain those resources. God is not that God doesn't prosper the believer so that the believer can be wasteful. But God, Jesus always promoted stewardship, good stewardship. And we need to learn how to practice that, even when it comes to you know, businesses and, and, and marketplace. It does you no good to say God wants me to do this in the marketplace and you're not preparing for it. You're not even, you're not putting any action steps behind it to get ready for that. God does not want to release something into your hands if you're not ready to receive it. The blessings of the Lord, yeah, the blessings of the Lord maketh rich and he hath no sorrow with it. When does sorrow come in? Sorrow comes in when I'm not prepared to receive the blessing. Because I don't understand how to handle it. How to handle opportunity. I don't understand. I don't understand how to, how to steward even relationships. And these are areas where you need to learn how to take a stand. You need to learn how to take a stand and don't help the enemy in his warfare against you. And 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 the the armor Another thing about the armor is that the armor yes is defensive, but we can also use the armor in an offensive way against the enemy. And that's why you have the sword and the shield. The word of God, I can use the word and I can use my faith against the enemy. And that's why in Hebrews, we get a description of that sword. The word of God is, is quick, it's active, it's, op, it's energizing. You know, Amplify it says, you know, it, it, it cuts, to the, to the root, it, it can actually separate soul and spirit, joint and marrow. Even the thoughts and intents of a person's heart are exposed when the word is put in action. And so I just encourage you today to just begin to take your stand, take your stand against Take your stand against rejection. Take your stand against poverty. Take your stand against illnesses. Take your stand against 
your the social issues around you take your stand against your family issues take your stand don't let the enemy take what god has promised you don't let him conquer any more ground in your life but you must begin to take your stand and and here's the thing the the wonderful thing is that when jesus got the keys of hell death and the grave he gave us total and complete victory and so we don't have to feel like victory is unattainable because victory has already been given to us in christ jesus and so in our minds and in our hearts, we're fighting from that victory that Jesus Christ has already secured for us. And we're just reminding the devil of his place in history. We already know the end of the story. He's hoping we don't know the end, but we already know the end of the story. And so when we do, when we are in spiritual warfare, we're, we're fighting knowing that we've already won. We've already won. And we will not allow him to steal the satisfaction of that victory from us. And so I pray that you were encouraged by this word. I pray that you begin to actually take this word. And if there were some points that you missed, you go back and listen and you watch and take notes so that you can begin to take your stand in your own life. Take your stand. In your in your in your region in your city in your neighborhood in your school in your job take your stand wherever the lord allows the soles of your feet to tread you take your stand you you stand firm position yourself so that when those tactics when the strategies of the enemy are launched against you you're not crying boo-hoo the devil's trying to get no you're saying shield of faith block now here's what i'm going to do i'm a block ah parrot and you with the word you assault start to integrate the word into your prayers and see what happens and so lord god i just pray right now for your people for those that already believe in you and those that are coming to the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I just speak right now strength over them, the strength of the Lord. I speak over to over them the joy of the Lord, that they will begin to find that the joy of the Lord truly is their strength and that the Lord will empower them to overcome all, not just some, but all the tactics of the enemy that the joy of the Lord will begin to just flood them so much to where it becomes intoxicating. And, and it then becomes contagious to even when they go in atmospheres, there's an atmosphere of joy, there's, there's peace. They, all, all the fruit of the spirit is being released through them because they're first partakers. God, I thank you right now that even uh, as your people, Lord God, if they're in the midst of a faith fight right now, that they have received encouragement they need to see the victory in this situation. Lord, I thank you for the many manifestations of victory 
in their lives. I thank you that they are well acquainted with your salvation on a daily basis. I thank you, Lord, that they are more acquainted with the partnership that they have with heaven and with the angels. And that they begin to release their angels on assignment. Lord, I thank you right now that even that person, Lord God, who may be in, in deep depression, Lord, I thank you that the warring and ministering angels of the Lord are ministering to them right now, ministering to them joy, ministering to them just, just confidence in you, ministering to them peace, ministering to them strength, that they can get up and go back at it. Lord, I thank you for reviving the dreams of your people. I thank you for, for resuscitating the destinies of your people, God. I just thank you right now, God, and I praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Pastor C, it's back into your hands. Complete Deliverance, Finding and Keeping Total Victory for Your Life by Apostle Willie Talbert. Learn how to get delivered and stay delivered. God's Word shows us how to live in total victory. Live each day as a believer who is experiencing total victory and walking in complete deliverance. Get your copy today on Amazon.com. Changing of the Guards, Understanding Who Rules You by Dr. Mamie S. Talbert. Wake up and be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Learn to pray until a change has taken place in the spiritual realm. Don't allow the wrong kinds of thoughts to thrive. Get your copy today on Amazon.com. Partner with YLM Financially using the following methods. Text giving. Text GIVE to 1-844-948-3895. GIVELIFY. Search for Yes Lord Ministries in Kenilworth, New Jersey. Our website. Visit www.ylmconnect.org and click Donate. Cash App. Dollar sign, yes Lord M. Mail checks or money orders to Yes Lord Ministries, P.O. Box 425, Union, New Jersey, 07083. You're invited to our Sunday morning virtual worship experience at 8.30 a.m. Every Sunday night at 6.30 p.m., join us for our Sunday night Ignite service. Every Wednesday morning from 5.30 a.m. to 5.45 a.m., join us for corporate prayer. Our call-in number is 716-427-1096, and the access code is 172268-POUND. Every Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m., join us for Spread the Bread Bible Study as we dive into the Word of God. Subscribe to our podcast, YLM Sermon of the Week, on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. On behalf of Apostle Willie Talbert, Dr. Mamie S. Talbert, and the Yes Lord Ministries Church family, thank you for joining us and welcome home.